Hey, Will I Like It listeners, do you like a good cup of coffee, one that's rich, flavorful, and ethically sourced? Then you need to check out Dynasty of Coffee, a Yorkshire-based online coffee business that offers a range of expertly crafted blends. All of their coffee is roasted to order to ensure freshness, and they're committed to nurturing the well-being of both individuals and the planet. Whether you're a fan of a bold, strong coffee or a smooth and mellow one, Dynasty of Coffee has a blend for you. Their four main blends are inspired by different British dynasties, Saxon, Viking, Tudor, and a decaf Hanoverian. So if you're looking for a delicious and ethically sourced cup of coffee, head to dynastyofcoffee.co.uk today and use the code SAXON10, that's SAXON, all capital letters, 10, at checkout for 10% off your first order. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the Will I Like It podcast. I'm your host, Craig, and today my guest is Sarah Rowe. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. I thought it was uh, cool when you, you know, this podcast isn't too old. Was it about a year or so? Or am I just, okay. I think it started November 22. So yeah, just over a year old. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's been, it's been real cool. I've been watching it and seeing what you guys I've been doing it's been sweet that's awesome and i know I, I i did ask you guys quite some time ago it's taken a while to actually get permission for you to come on hasn't it yeah and uh like making sure yeah. you know we don't make piss off the powers that be is uh important <laughs> yeah but like it's a show about viking food and culture like it'll be fine yeah what's the worst that could happen <laughs> <laughs> i suppose for anyone that doesn't know I guess you maybe want to explain who you are yeah again my name is Sarah Rowe I'm 30 years old and I am from I live in Cleveland Ohio I'm from Louisville Kentucky in the in the mountains but um I am a WWE professional wrestler and my my paid job and then my more full-time jobs are being a mom a farmer hunter butcher um wife uh, those are my more uh, more full-time jobs, but I do dabble in wrestling sometimes too. Occasionally. <laughs> Occasionally. And I think a bit of, bit of weightlifting too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I I was I did competitive Olympic weightlifting for a while and then once I started kind of full-time wrestling, Olympic weightlifting obviously kind of took a back burner. Now I kind of train not to get hurt. Mostly what I, you know, yeah. like I'm very mobile. So, you know, going to my like hyper ranges of mobility and trying to strength train there has been doing my body a lot of good. Yeah, I'm sure it's a tough job. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm a big fan of the WWE. Mm -hmm. I don't watch it. Um, I did grow up watching wrestling, as I'm sure a lot of people did. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back in the 90s, maybe early 2000s was probably the last Attitude time. Attitude I... era. Yeah, Stone Cold and The Rock and yeah, 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 and a lot of WCW for me back then. Yeah, yeah, that was that big, which, you know, war between WWE and WCW, which is cool. Yeah, but we did we we funnily enough we were watching some <laughs> clips the other day of you guys just to like you know in my research and yeah, so we're yeah. on the, on YouTube and now Ocean keeps trying to wrestle me so. <laughs> 
That's how, how, old your, how old is your kid? He's about three, three or four. Uh, she is seven. Seven? Oh, I was way yeah. off. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, growing up fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah she, they really do. Yeah. Apparently, her wrestling name is the Angel. So you guys better watch the Angel? out. He's one of the good I'm guys. I'm glad you got a good guy. <laughs> I think Cash is going to be a bad guy. He loves. <laughs> we watch a lot of Lion King, and he keeps recreating the scene where Scar kills Mufasa with various stuffed animals around the house. So. <laughs> oh wow that's awesome <laughs> yeah he like he like hangs it over at the edge of something and goes yeah ah! and just drops it down on the ground wow he's done it to that's me a dark. couple times yeah i know i don't know if i should be worried about that or not we're just gonna yeah. ride it out and see what happens uh, watch your back <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah if we talk about wrestling for a little bit and then we'll get into the hunting and the farming and stuff which i'm sure yeah yeah you'd love to talk about um, yeah, it's my 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 passions, Vikings, hunting, yeah, farming. Yeah. Um, so I, I assume you were a fan of wrestling growing up. Yeah, kind of like you. I watched it when I was younger, yeah. and um, my mamma was a big um, big wrestling fan. And I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, so Louisville has a very like rich wrestling history. Like there was wrestling there before WB was even a thing. And so, uh, Roach, go get out of here, go dog um and uh so i grew up watching it it was like the only thing that made yeah. my mom all cuss so it was really fun to like watch her get all worked up and yelling at the tv but like wrestling was never a thing i thought like was in my wheelhouse like just from where i was from and you know the the um the tax bracket we were in you know like being a yeah. WWE superstar was not you know i might as well dream to be like an astronaut or something um <sighs> which is far more likely to happen because I can actually go to school and pay to be an astronaut. You can't pay to be a WWE wrestler. Um, and so I found a local like wrestling group in my area. Like they just, you know, did shows in front of like, you know, 20, 50 people, but they kind of yeah. taught me how to wrestle. And so I about 17, I started kind of like dabbling and kind of learning how, you know, the basics. And, and yeah. then a guy I knew was like, you should go to Japan that's where people become the best wrestlers. And I was like, sweet, how do I go to Japan? And so he hooked me up with, um, hooked me up with a girl, a Japanese girl in Japan that ran a company called Reina. And I was talking to her literally in high school, like in between classes, yeah. I would like email her back and forth. And four days after I graduated high school, my first time on a plane ever, I flew to Japan by right. myself. It was so it's crazy. The, the the like the naiveness of me just be like, oh yeah, let's go to Japan. Really How, sorry, did you say you were 17? I was I just turned 18. Okay. When I was going yeah. to, yeah. I just turned. So I was super just like, I'm just gonna go. And it had twenty dollars wow. in my pocket, flew to Japan and lived <laughs> in the upstairs of the dojo and like on like a little mat and just round up, rounded up whatever food I could find and train for a crazy amount of time during the day. And, you know, was so tired, like crawling to my little mat on the floor and pass out and wake up and do it again. And I did that for three months and then yeah. came home for a couple months, went back as a wrestler, not just a trainee and went back for three months, left again for a month, went back for three months. So I spent like like I speak quite a lot of Japanese because I spent so much time in Japan and uh, 
and I um, just started, you know, after that, I was doing deathmatch wrestling, which was like hardcore stuff. That's why I have like all these scars on my head. Um, I was like bleeding for money, which was crazy, but I was like, I'm good at getting hurt. It's fine. It makes me different. How did your parents react though to you? Um, I kind of was doing my own thing. Like I'd been moved out since I was like 14. So I was just kind of doing like my, my, my parents have always like been there, but like not been there. So I have a better relationship with them now than I used to. Um, but I'd been living in like my high school boyfriend's house since I was like 14. So they couldn't really tell me shit. You know, I was like, I'm going to (laughs) go. Um, I just got like visions. I say I've got visions of ocean and that's like what 10 11 years from now and I'm thinking would I let her go no oh, cool. like it was definitely like hindsight being what it is wow. I would never let my kid do that I was like yeah you know with all the you know with all the you know people getting sold into things and like I was like I would never yeah. let my it let alone a daughter you know like it's one thing to send your son yeah. somewhere but a daughter so it was uh it was it was crazy like and you know thanks be to god I didn't like get myself into any you know dangerous situations like I was I just had this like inner voice that was like I'm not gonna drink I'm not gonna party I like you know I need to keep my wits about me and like I need to make sure I stay safe and um and I traveled to Japan I was doing to Mexico I was going to Scotland England Germany Canada all around the United States just like anyone that would say yes I was like I'm on my way and I just started I became like, I had like blinders on when it came to wrestling. Like it was, it consumed yeah. everything I did. Like my job, I didn't have like a real job. Like I, I would work at like a gym or something, something that like I didn't need to be at a whole lot to go wrestle. Cause the schedule was, as you can imagine, crazy. And uh, yeah, then I started doing extra stuff for WWE. Like I was like, just, I was like a makeup artist and I was a model and I, you know, just little backstage, like little extra stuff. And um. I was like, okay, like I might be able to get a job here and I got a tryout. So they would like fly you in and you, you know, do a tryout with everyone. And Debbie was like, maybe, but like not right now. So I was like, it was kind of like a big letdown. I was like, well, damn, like if I can't go here, I'm not really going to make the money I need to make to just do this. Yeah. And so I became a firefighter. (laughs) I went to the, to, you know, as a female uh, who's like physically active, you know, yeah. the fire department wants that because they want, you know, more female hires. So I went and passed my CPAP test and became a firefighter. And I wasn't on the truck for two months and WWE called me and they were like, actually, we do want to hire you. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> went to WWE. And then it was me and Ray met at the like, when I started becoming a firefighter is when we met. And uh, yeah. So we dated right before um, we dated right before I got signed and before, definitely before he got signed and I'm doing what I'm doing now. So yeah. that brings us about up to date. Yeah, that's um, it's a pretty, pretty crazy story. Like It is. It was a lot of, yeah. a lot of weirdness. Yeah. And that's not even like saying like what happened on the road and like how I, you know, like getting stranded in West Virginia and doing shows that, you know, doing, I was getting changed in horse stall barns, doing shows at fairs and, you know, all the death matches I did and going to the hospital under a fake name so I could get stitches. And it was just a whole, it feels like a lifetime ago. Like it's someone else's memory, you know, 
yeah yeah and then i think so, like so yeah yeah that's incredible to do all that yeah yeah and i know uh sort of being a full-time wrestler is a, a hard job yeah it's kind of like being yeah. a like we relate it especially to when like the independent wrestling like you're like an a struggling like musician you know you're playing small shows you're kind of towing yourself around and you bring in all your own stuff and because I would get myself booked I would talk about pay I would get myself to the show I would you know bring my own merchandise to sell at the show so it's a full-time hustle when you're independent wrestler now WWE like handles all that stuff like I just get told where to show up very different contrast yeah. yeah So then I think you, I know you're back with WWE now, but you left for a while sort of during the COVID years. Yeah, they um, they let go probably, I think collectively like 100 wrestlers <clears throat> or something like yeah. that. It, it, a crazy amount of wrestlers. They, they, you know, laid off during COVID and I was part of those wrestlers that got laid off. So I was like, you know, obviously heartbroken, you know, especially because like, Ray didn't get fired and I did so that you know like poor like poor me yeah but like poor Ray too and so but we were like yeah like Ray looked at me because we were just waiting until my wrestling career kind of slowed down to have a kid you know and like that happened he looked at me and he's like let's have a kid and of course I made you know everything so much better like I've been wanting a kid for I actually didn't want kids till I met Ray and then I met Ray and I was like, yes, I would love to have all the children you would give me. Um, <laughs> so we, I got pregnant. WWE actually offered me my job back, but I was pregnant. So we decided to wait a little bit. And um, when I was ready to come back, I called them and I came back. And so, but we bring cash everywhere, right? We don't want to leave him at home when we're not there. So yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Cash has been to Germany. Cash has been to Puerto Rico. Cash has been to Canada. You know, he's been very wow. well-traveled toddler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, um, yeah. Incredible childhood. It's, uh, yeah, he's, um, he, he doesn't even know how cool he is. Like Ray Mysterio <laughs> tries to play with him. The undertaker tries to play with him and he's like, ah, get away. I'm like, you don't know how <laughs> idea how cool you are, kid. <laughs> but then he'll probably end up rebelling, right. And go the opposite <laughs> direction and do something else. Either he's going to, you know, want to follow directly in our footsteps and I'm going to be like, save your body, kid. Don't do it. <laughs> or he's going to, yeah, become like a CPA or something, do someone's taxes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I was asked to ask you something. Um, and it'll kind of, I think, from what I've heard of you before, it'll tie in and we can move on from wrestling to hunting afterwards. Okay. Um, yeah. So... Um, I was told to ask whether you're treated any differently as a woman in wrestling. No, it's I like maybe back in the day, you know, but like nowadays yeah. it's it's pretty, you know, every, you know, I think it's more of a like who brings the most money into the show, you know, like yeah. you bring in more money, you get treated better. So like Becky Lynch, for instance, or Ronda Rousey, like, you know, got treated great, you know, because they're like everyone yeah. gets, you know, treated well. Um, but, uh, me and, uh, Ray and Todd, you know, we're Vikings on, or yeah, we're Vikings on TV. So we get treated yeah. like we're Vikings on TV. Like we'll get like our like promos or whatever we're going to say. And they're like, just add some Viking stuff to it. You know, like we don't, we don't know what you <laughs> Vikings say. Like just, and especially like being with the boys, you know, I'm kind yeah. of out of the women's division. Like I'm part of the women's roster, but like, I'm 
with the boys. So like a lot of the like normal day-to-day woman stuff, I like kind of yeah. come check in with the girls, you know, but no, I like, we get treated very, and I, I think because like, I think any company in like such a public light, you know, like really is careful with, you know, how they're treating yeah. everyone, especially, you know, the females. Cause you know, suffrage movement and whatnot, you know, had kind of the brunt yeah. of it for a while. So it, uh, it's nice. And I feel like sometimes they go out of, they go especially out of their way to make sure we're, you know, treated nicely and that we don't feel like over-sexualized or, you know, things like that. Yeah. Like I literally came to TV cause like when they told me that I was going to come with the boys and they wanted me to be Valhalla, I came dressed like that, like complete, like horns on. And they're like, sweet, great. So I just showed up and I was like, is this, is this okay? And then, <laughs> um, especially as like our Viking groups, we have a lot of creative freedom, you know, cause yeah. I had someone like, can you mention like Thor or, or, or Odin? <laughs> like it's the only Viking words they knew. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that's a, for me, the reason why that could link into hunting and we can kind of move on to that is because uh-huh. I can't remember what I was listening to. It might have even been because you had a podcast for a while, didn't you? A uh, hunting podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I got hired back. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the reason it ties in with that is because I think I heard you say at one point that you weren't allowed to hunt when you were younger. Like your family didn't let you do it. So you'd go out and do the tracking and stuff, but not the hunting itself. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of what made me think of the treatment as a woman being differently in hunting as well. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're, we're talking like traditional family roles, like the man would hunt the food, you know, and I, they would come home and I would prepare the food. Um, But, and that's kind of, that's a lot of, it's like, in my current standing in our house, like me and Ray will both hunt, but like, I'm the one that cooks and, you know, I feed my, I, I enjoy like feeding my family and providing and like making great dinners or, and I love when people come over and I can cook and be like, this meat's so amazing because of how we raised it. I'm like, you know, I, I yeah, very much like doing that. So, uh, but yeah, growing up, like it was a very, like, it wasn't even asked if I wanted to go hunting, you know, like it's just assumed I didn't want to go and like, or yeah. assumed I didn't. So, um, so I would get kind of get my like itch in when I would do the tracking and I still probably, cause I like grew up doing it. Like anyone in our, in our neighborhood, if they put a deer down, like they'll call me and, how come track it because I like I was tracking a deer with um our neighbor's uh son-in-law the other day and the son-in-law he's from California he's never been hunting and he just wanted to get like his first deer and so he shoots one with a crossbow and but the track job is rough right like a lot of the deer around here they're so fed on corn they're actually like fat so you'll shoot them and that fat will move in front of the open wound and they don't bleed as well as you would hope because the fat is blocking the, um, and so we're tracking it and I'm, you know, we're probably 45 minutes in, you know, just finding spots of blood here or there. And we get to where we know now, but I didn't know at the time we were like 40 yards from us and the deer. And I looked and the dude's wife was with us and I looked at him, her and I was like, I smell death. She was like, what? I was like, I smelled like, I didn't mean to sound that dramatic, but I was like, I smell like a dead animal. Like, I think we're yeah. close. And it was, and, you know, walking a little bit, it was, you know, 40 yards down the, 
down the way and we found the deer and happily ever after. And then we start skinning, you know, field dressing the deer. And I have like a grip and rip method. Like I don't like taking a knife because if I don't have a bone saw to like open the chest cavity, I don't like taking a knife in there and just like, you know, blindly cutting. So I'll grip and rip. I'll, you know, kind of start cutting the lining. Then I'll just like scoop stuff out and I'll grab the esophagus and just rip it out. And then, you know, after you get the esophagus yeah. out and all those connect, it just all comes, comes out. And the, the dude was like, very like, you, you want me to do that without gloves on or like, you know, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, let's go, come on. And, um, just look like a complete psychopath, but, um, yeah, I'm real passionate about yeah. like, I even hunting where we live, I, I will hunt for like my dog, but with how I'm raising my food at my farm and the readily available corn and soybeans and stuff that all the deer here are eating. I don't like to eat deer here unless it's like out in the woods, out in the woods. Like if the deer, which the deer around here are around a bunch of agriculture fields, like they bed down in corn. And if I'm not feeding my cows corn, because I don't want the pesticides and herbicides in my, the animal fat. Yeah. You know, so I, like, if I could go to, like, like, I went and hunted bears in West Virginia, like, deep in the woods. Like, I know that animal is just eating a proper diet of it in the woods. If I go, you know, to the mountains of Montana and I'm, you know, hunting hunting an elk that I know is, you know, miles and miles from any, you know, civilization, then yeah, yeah I'll eat that. But I do, I do have an issue eating deer around where we live because it's, they're literally living in pesticides, so... Yeah, like they are like they're yeah. fat and the yeah. we have raccoons here that are like 40 pounds. They're just humongous because they just eat corn all freaking day. Like <laughs> it's an issue. Like they stand up yeah. and their stomachs are still on the ground. Like they're fat. So wow. it's um it's you know, I go out of my way. I like my chickens, they're omnivores, so I give them feed, but they only get organic feed and they're free range chickens and our cows only eat grass. That's why do a regenerative farm and rotationally graze so they're not so they're because fat animal fat is the most one of the most nutritious things you can eat as far as vitamins and so if the so i'm eating their fat so if their fat has you know all of our waste in our body goes into our fat for storage so i just don't want to be eating pesticides and herbicides while i'm enjoying my food (laughs) yeah it makes sense so is there a reason why you guys bow hunt rather than with a rifle? Like in the UK, bow hunting's illegal. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure why. If I had to guess why bow hunting is illegal, is because it takes a lot more skill to humanely kill an animal with a bow versus yeah. with a gun, right? Like yeah. just the kinetic energy alone when you shoot something, like if you like slow-mo film a deer being shot, like you see the kinetic energy like ripple through this deer, right? It's, it looks very traumatic, right? Like, boom! Yeah. You know, I would rather an arrow go through my arm than a gunshot, like, because it's going to mess up everything around it. Yeah. Like an arrow, it just pierces. It doesn't like kinetic yeah. energy out. So um, I would guess just for, you know, let's just take a jab at it, just a lot of people argue that it's more humane to shoot an animal versus bow hunted animal. Yeah. Um, 
I, I would agree if like you've never practiced and you don't have any skill and you just want to like go out there and see if you can stick something, then yeah, you're probably going to hurt the animal. But, um, in my, like if you hit a deer, right. Right. It's called like the vital V. So if you get like double lungs or you get like heart and lungs or anything, but with the lungs or the heart, especially the heart, it takes that deer like 40 seconds to die. And if you're, you're, arrow your broadhead on your arrow is so sharp that the animal almost doesn't know like it can feel that it's been like hit with something and so the animal gets scared or runs away but it 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 doesn't know what's happening it's kind of like if you cut your finger off you don't feel it when you cut it off because it happens so quickly you're like ah you know um so a lot of the times the deer just is running and blood just pumping out of it and it gets tired and sleeps and doesn't wake back up like especially if you get a double lung shot like the deer yeah. will go bed down and lay down and it just won't wake back up so there's definitely like i think if you get a great shot i definitely think it's more humane to use an arrow rather than a gun um but for straight just like death purposes then a yeah. a gun is a more sure especially with like the sights and scopes and things like that like it's a definite more of a a sure thing yeah i guess you guys have a bigger area to hunt as well i mean the uk's tiny in comparison to where you are yeah like i alone have 50 acres just by myself and we have a lot of public land that we could hunt um there's tons of like public land hunting where you can go and uh and like even during like bow season like during gun season you have to wear a bunch of orange so like Hey, don't shoot me. Like I'm out. Cause you know, the, the range you could shoot with a gun, like a decent archer won't, is not going to shoot out of like, especially here. Cause the woods are so dense. You're not going to really take a shot. That's more than 40 yards. Yeah. So you have to be close to the deer yeah. to sh- like, if I have a rifle, I can hundreds of yards, you know, I can, I can shoot that deer. So, um, and our, our bow season, especially here in Ohio is from like September to February gun season in the states or in ohio is like a week or a weekend so there's definitely a lot more opportunity to hunt you know to bow because we have bow season we have muzzleloader season we have youth seasons we have firearm you know gun gun season so but you can hunt with a bow throughout the whole thing which is cool yeah you mentioned you shoot bears earlier too right i didn't hear yeah we 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 did not um the the guys we were hunting with would not let us use a bow because we were using dogs to tree the deer and he's had the arrow like the dogs like once the arrow passes through the dogs have like cut their paws on broadheads so we hunted with like using dogs in like the (laughs) west virginia mountains like it was like the dogs treed the bear and then you shoot the bear from the tree and then the bear goes freaking it's it's a crazy experience watching these dogs like chase, like run this bear up a tree. And actually it's the only form of catch and release hunting that doesn't harm the animal whatsoever. So all, all year long, even if it's not hunting season, these dogs will practice just putting the bear in the tree. And then once the bear's in the tree, they call the dogs off. The bear stays up there for about another 20 minutes and it crawls down. So these guys are running their dogs like, almost all year and then for a couple months out of the year you can actually take a shot at the at the bear and that's for i'm assuming that's for food as well 
You eat the best. Yeah. Well, for us, for sure. Like bear, because we got bear and it was in September. So it was like right after, like right after the, uh, right after summer. So the bears were eating tons of berries and they were just out in the sticks and it tasted like sweet beef. Like yeah. bear does. If you if you get like we are what we eat, right? So like if the bear is just smashing berries and it's getting ready to hibernate, um, it uh it tastes really sweet. So like I'll make like meatloaves and do roast and like the bear is just so so good. So we already discussed that when you were younger you weren't allowed to do the actual hunting. So when did you start your hunting? Um not until uh the first time I went like bow hunting was and it was with a crossbow, wasn't it? With a re with a, with a compound or a recurve bow was before me and Ray got married. So I told my dad, I was like, Hey, I want to hunt a deer for our wedding. Like I would love to serve the deer at our wedding. And he's like, All right, great. And he, you know, set up tree stands and and it took like a whole weekend for me to I saw one deer and I shot that deer. And luckily that's we took it home. But uh wow. it uh <laughs> Yeah, so I yeah. been around hunting for a long time, but the first time I yeah. actually like, put an animal down was, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, recently. You know, it was probably five years ago because that's when me and Ray got married. And that was for your wedding. Yeah, yeah, like we had yeah. the like the European mount like on the table, you know, so just like the skull and the antlers, and like I shot like a you know good sized buck and. Um, we did like a bunch of roasts and stuff for the, for the deer. And, uh, it was really cool. Like having the, the deer I hunted yeah. served at our wedding. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The nearest I've come to that is when we got our first proper house together and garden, we raised ducks. So we hatched the ducks and raised them. Cause I had in my head, I wanted to raise and grow my own Christmas dinner. Well, so I grew all the veg yeah. in the garden and got the ducks and yeah. <laughs> I love duck. That would have been, I, we don't have any, like a pond or anything around here, like any water for them to really. So that's why I don't have ducks, but I do love my chickens and duck eggs are delicious. There's a lot more like dense and rich, and a lot rich. more rich yeah. than like chicken rich. eggs. Uh, like you can't, like I could probably eat at least six to eight chicken eggs in like a sitting. I could not eat that many duck eggs. Like for sure not. Nah. <laughs> so the other other thing I was going to get you to recount was the story of when you went into labor because I've heard you tell this before <laughs> yeah. which might sound strange to anyone that doesn't know but it does involve <laughs> hunting it all makes sense um yeah so I was like two weeks late at this point so I've been hunting through my entire pregnancy like I took down hogs I hunted the bear while I was pregnant I hunted a few deer while I was pregnant um yeah, I wanted Cash to know that, like, you know, that rush of, uh, and, um, but I was like two weeks late. So Ray was like, I was like, I'm not hunting tonight. Like, I just, I don't want to sit in a tree stand. Cause I would like sit in like, cause I wasn't going in a tree stand, obviously. Cause I didn't want to climb being yeah. pregnant in case I fell, but, um, sure. I was in, in like hunting blinds or like shooting houses. So I was having to like sit and like turn my body. And being pregnant, my back was just not having it. So I told Ray, I was like, you go hunt, please. You know, like hunted memory of me. I'll be in here, you know, pregnant. And so Ray was hunting and he shot a deer um, right out back. And 
he only like got like the end of one lung. And so we were on blood, but we couldn't find this deer, right? We Ray couldn't find it. So he's like, Hey, do you want to track? I know you're and I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I do. I'll be right out. So I'm in like I'm in full coveralls, jacket, you know, because there's probably two feet of snow outside. So yeah. it was, you know, we had a we get like surprise blizzards here because we live right by Lake Erie. And we're tracking this deer for probably two hours. We like track, we 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 have like an app that like, you know, kind of help us retrace our steps. And we had tracked like a mile and a half, like collectively, just looking for this deer. And I'm like climbing over logs and under things. And I'm in a bunch of snow, right? So I'm like really picking my feet up. And I was joking. I was like, if this don't put me into labor, like nothing will. <laughs> and so couldn't find the, yeah, right. <laughs> couldn't find the deer. And we're like, no problem. We'll leave it tonight. We'll come back in the morning and see if we can find it. So at like 1.30 a.m., I go to go to the bathroom, my water breaks and just, you know, time to have this baby. So birth story is another thing in itself. Had the child a month later, right? Our neighbor calls us and is like, hey, did you put, did you guys put down a deer? And we're like, yeah, but like a month ago. And he showed us the picture and the buck Ray got was old. So it had really weird antlers. Yeah. And Ray was like, oh my gosh, that's my deer. The deer died and it got snowed over. So it preserved the deer for over a month. It was in a freezer. So when the snow finally melted, our neighbor found the deer and like the meat was trash, but we were able to, you know, um, were able to uh, cape it out and at least do a mount from it to like commemorate this crazy story. And I'm sure we'll put the deer in Cash's room when he isn't just sharing our room right now. But yeah, I went into labor tracking a deer. That we found a month later, like the the finding it later was is insane. That's a me. mad story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said I know I heard you you'd mentioned it before. It was probably on your podcast. Um. But yeah, it's a pretty yeah. It was story. um, I think all the all the big stepping was what um, was what finally did me in with uh with Catherine to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because we didn't find it, he was like, "I'll find it myself." <laughs> wanted to come out <laughs> i mean you, you i've seen pictures of you you still go out with him sort of well maybe not so much now but i've seen pictures of him strapped to your back as you're going out yeah i um i've been hunting yeah. with him before where like i you know he's in the carrier and i'm like sp i'm spot and stalking right so like yeah ideally you want to be quiet you know so I'm Good luck. you know I'm in this <laughs> yeah right I'm in this place and there's like a bunch of hills so I'm like maybe if I'm quiet enough when I breach this these hills I just need to be ready because like a deer could be there so I'm coming up over this hill and there's 12 deer in front of me right and I'm like oh you know your heart starts go 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 I'm like oh my gosh so like I go to pull back and like cash goes whoo 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 just makes these random little and all the deer run away like, you know, I'm laughing about it, you know, just watching them go. And then a couple minutes later, I was like, could you imagine if I was hungry? If like yeah. me and Cash were hungry and I'm trying to like hunt these deer and they're just running away. I mean, I probably, if we were hungry, I probably wouldn't have a toddler strapped to me to hunt. But <laughs> it's something I've always wanted to do like um, during hunting season, like fast until I get a deer. And yeah. then like, you know, because... You know, I've never, you know, very privileged. I've never truly been like starving, hungry. Sure. 
Yeah. You know, so I th- I think it's it'd be a good like you know a little character development for me to to do that. I guess that's difficult if you're being in the WWE and training and stuff to like fast for a period. Well, yeah, and like I don't eat as much as you would think. So like I I eat like a bear, right? I eat like meat, berries, some fruits, maple syrup, and dairy. That's all I really eat, and so I eat very like nourishing and sh- and satiating foods. So yeah. I I'm not. I don't, I'm not a person that needs to eat every two hours because I just am not, you know, my foods are very, you know, for breakfast, I'll have six eggs, coffee. That's like this much coffee. And like the rest is cream and I'll be good (laughs) until like two or three, I'll eat some kind of meat with some fruit. Maybe I'll do like nut, like tree nuts and berries and I'll eat that. And then I'll, we'll have like a bigger dinner. I'll like do like a roaster, whatever with some like carrots and mushrooms at the bottom and but it's um we don't have like uber eats or anything where i live we don't have you know yeah the modern luxuries so i i cook simply and i cook only cook a couple times a day try to do big bigger portions but i i don't eat as much as i don't have the typical like athlete because a lot of athletes like smash carbs you know for energy and yeah. it is true that carbs are the body's like easiest source of energy, right? If you want to get quick energy, like feed the body a sugar, it's going to break it down and use it. But a more satiating and long, longer energy is going to be fat. So you just have to eat in a way that you can train the body to use fat stores instead of sugar stores. And because uh, think in nature, things only eat carbs when they're available, which is going to be spring and summer. And they eat these carbs to put on fat to, because they're not going to have it, have these carbs. And it's going to be a lean time during the winter. So like, if you're trying not to be, trying not to carry extra weight, it's probably not a good idea to eat like animals eat when they're trying to gain weight, you know? So I love ancestral eating. I love eating to my design as a human. I love eating to the seasons. And um, it's something that I have, you know, because it's the way my species has been eating for millions of years. Like my body responds really well to it. And um, I like, I make sure I walk every day. Like walking is a very human thing to do. Super great for you. That's overrated. And I make sure I, ancestrally eat to the best of my knowledge now i'm a white american like i don't know very much where my and like my deep ancestors are from right but i can kind of take a guess just you know how i look and whatever but um like i read this super interesting article and i might send it to you if like you'd be into it it's like what the irish ate before potatoes and that potatoes are a very like crop we need to feed a lot of people in a cheap way crop right they're not like they have potassium in them but like comparatively to other carbohydrates like nuts or fruit they are very low in nutrients so we took very nutrient-dense food like fruits dairy nuts and replaced it with something that's void of nutrients almost especially like breads especially like a ill-prepared bread you know is not going to be so we just we took a huge part of our diet and just took all the nutrients out of it and kept the calories. So our bodies yeah. are like, what's happening? 
I feel like we're starving, so I'm just going to put this fat away because we're not really eating anything. It's very confusing for our bodies. It's amazing kind of how dependent on potatoes <laughs> we are, really. I mean, like, in this part of the world, we've only had them for a couple hundred years. Right, and it's like, a, and it's like mostly what, what people eat, yeah. It's a mainstay, like, yeah. And it like, and especially beef, like, I love beef, right? But if, like, I was just feeding my family and I would probably raise sheep for meat and keep my cow for dairy, you know, and yeah. just, you know, it's expense. It's expensive on the land to have cows. It's more expensive. And yeah. granted you get more bang for your buck as far as like overall, like meat and which is why we can do it here. Cause we have the land and we have the manpower, but like, if I was just, trying to feed us the most low cost way possible i would get meat rabbits and i would raise sheep and i would keep one yeah. cow maybe two for milk because like that um article about what the like irish you know ancient irish people ate like hazelnuts they ate the crap out of dairy and sheep you know and with those three yeah. foods and like seasonal fruit but those three foods you can make tons of things out of you know um and because i'm able to live like a human who can thrive every day in my life like i want to do that i want to eat the best things and nourish myself and like i always struggled with like you know i'm half naked every week right i used to be less naked now but i used to be you know i, yeah. I wore like a you know a top and shorts and um my body refused to get rid of like, like I was never like, I died in exercise till the freaking cows went home and I didn't have abs. Like I was smaller, but I yeah. wasn't, I didn't look like I felt like I should have with the work I was putting in. I was like, I feel like I should look more like an athlete than I do. Like this girl works out a quarter of what I do and she's shredded. Like what's going on? And so I realized that like, I, my body was under so much stress nutritionally and just physically that mm. my body was like in constant homeostasis. If anything, it was trying to pack on weight because I was not feeding it. Yeah. Like I was eating calories, but there's no nutrients in my cow. I was eating freaking chicken and rice. Like there's no nutrients in that. So my body went into a state where it's like, we don't know when we're being fed again. So we're going to keep this fat on like hormonally, just got to keep this fat on. And it's not until probably the last year or so in my life where I've been truly just feeding myself and I'm losing weight. But I don't eat any processed yeah. foods that even potatoes I find tricky, right? So like I was eating a steak and some potatoes. Me and Ray went out for like a dinner for our anniversary. It's like a 22 ounce steak. I was smashing it, right? So good. There was like three ounces left and I was like, Ray, I can't eat anymore. Like, please take this steak. Like I'm stuffed. And so he's like, we're sitting there talking and I like, I grab a scoop of potatoes and put it in my mouth and I'm eating it. And I was like, hold on. If I am so full, I cannot eat any more steak. What is up with these potatoes that like, I can't stop eating them. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think about that when I eat foods, like, like smoothies just piss me off. Like in no world are you eating three apples, you know, two cups of berries, five handfuls of kale like your body just can't <laughs> eat that like that and there's a reason yeah. for it so the more I like I call them my food oaths right like I 
I took an oath like not to eat this garbage. And so I find that my body is really thriving on like, I know when I'm full, I know when I'm hungry. Like, I feel like we've lost that as people to know when we're truly full and we're truly hungry because we have so much yeah. processed crap. We almost graze on food, don't we? It is just there. Whenever right, we're, like like yeah. cows, they're grazers. They need to kind of eat all yeah. day, right? That's how their stomachs yeah. are set up. That's how their rumens are set up. But like, we're not meant to eat that way. Yeah. And so like I like what so I love eggs, right? I can I will eat eggs every day until the day I die. I love them. But I'm never like, oh, I can't stop eating these eggs. They're so good. Yeah. My body limit. knows what it's done with <laughs> eggs, you know? Yeah. And if I have a food that's making me like. I can't stop eating it. Like, I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Red yeah. flag. You know, I just don't, <laughs> but it took me a long time. Like I, I went carb free, like when I was in Japan, just because I wanted to lose weight. So there was no like rhyme or reason to what I was doing. I got super small, right. Just like skinny. And I was getting hurt wrestling. Cause I didn't have like any, like, cause I didn't have I was smaller, like I didn't have any fat on my body, but also didn't have any muscle on my body because I was just hungry, right? Yeah. Um, and then I went to like a more traditional like bodybuilder diet, like just counting macros, counting like fats, carbs, and protein, how whatever I could, like it was like a math equation each day, like what, how many foods can I fit into this metabolic window? Um, and then I went straight carnivore for a while um, as a menstruating woman wasn't the best for me personally um yeah. and so then I went into a point where especially after I had cash I was like for my next child I need to just nourish the crap out of myself I was eating if it was like a whole food I was eating everything just eating 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 like I breastfed for two and a half years too right like exclusively breastfed my child he wouldn't eat nothing but breast milk for two and a half years <laughs> so um yeah. And like mm. these things are stresses on the body. Right. So yeah. it wasn't until I stopped breastfeeding, started kind of moving my body every day, but not like killing myself doing CrossFit or something yeah. and cutting all the bullshit, bullshit carbs out of my diet. I'm all for carbs. I don't like bullshit carbs, like rice and I eat potatoes. Okay. Like potatoes aren't technically not on my food oats because they're not a processed food, but I'm careful with them. They're tricky. Yeah. Um, but I'll smash the crap out of like, cause then I went on this big rabbit hole of like, well, let's talk about ancient fruits. Like what fruits do we have nowadays that like weren't what they used to be. Right. Yeah. So like bananas and apples and, you know, things like this just were not, have been genetically modified into a point where it's a completely different plant. So I was like, all right, what fruit can I eat? that my body's going to recognize on a ancestral level. So like, that's like yeah. berries and figs. Yeah. So yeah, that's my, um, that's my diet. That's why I raise animals and why I, I haven't grown anything here yet. I think until I stop wrestling, growing stuff is not something I want to shoulder. So I just get like organic. Like, yeah. Like I said, I feel like you guys already do a lot. And so to add growing stuff to the list, like, I don't know yeah, how to do I'm, it. I, I, I'm only 
I'm already like, like when we wake up, we have to be like, all right, we got to drop pay for the cows. We have to feed the chickens. We got to get the eggs. We got to uh, make sure they have water because it's cold. Shit, stuff's freezing. Um, we got to make sure the cow water's full. Um, everything is wet here right now. Like I have a mud farm. So like, all right, where can we drop this hay where we're not going to get the tractor stuck? All right, we got that in. All right, let's do our first workout of the day, which just like kind of be some moving our bodies, some resistance work, some like little human movements. And then we wake cash up. We're parents, you know, I'm cooking food, wheeling and dealing. I'm getting stuff out for dinner. And then we usually go on a walk, about a 45 minute walk. Got to get the walk in. And then we do like Viking practice once a week. You know, I fly it on Sundays and we got mass on Sundays. And it's just, it's a, it can get to where I'm like, okay, this, 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 this. I like to, we try to, we read every day. So I got to make sure I'm reading a book every day of some capacity. That's my, got Roach, my dog. She's pretty self-sufficient though. So yeah, I I did have a question, but I think it kind of covered it really, which was just that, why did you start a farm in the first place? But we kind of talked earlier about your. Yeah. Well, when COVID happened, you know, there was that scare of like, you know, I want to be able to feed us and not have to, you know, worry about that. So, um, when COVID happened and I, you know, everything happened, you know, very coincidental, like COVID happened, I got fired. So I was like, I have time and we have the land, like, let's get some cows. So we, we raise highland cows for beef on our farm and I have a couple jerseys for milk. Um, and just like, I do love cows. Like they're great. They're cute and but they are a very high price animal as far as like land destruction. Like we have to have sure. sacrifice areas during this time of the year because it's just everything like the past couple of winters have been v- very warm. So nothing's freezing. So the ground is just suffering in our little sacrifice area up here. Um, yeah. It wouldn't be an animal that I would like keep for funsies that's for sure <laughs> like a lot of people have pet cows i'm like why get a dog because they see pictures of you on social media with your cows <laughs> and you're like look at my lovely cow <laughs> they are lovely i just wouldn't have i yeah. just need to do like monthly reminders like monthly reminders i wouldn't have this cow if i didn't eat it <laughs> ducks are like that though ducks stink they're like terrible and like never again i've done that (laughs) yeah that's why like if i had a pond like a natural pond i might get ducks but like they're gross and to have like a bad like a little kiddie pool or something you know like that's what we did that yeah they lived in our house for a while oh no Uh, when they first hatched they were under the lamp and they were like Oh, and we'd the clean, clean yeah. them and go to work and come back and the house would stink and clean them out again. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Because they like they they have to have like their food has to be wet, right, to eat it. Like they have yeah, to have water, water with their and so they're getting yeah. their food and they're pooping in the water. So like it's food, poop, and duck in a soup. And they're literally like pet food, pet water, and it's all just like mushed together and poop. Yep. But yeah, ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I would not recommend ducks if you unless you have a pond. If you have like a natural habitat for them, go crazy. And then collecting the eggs, the eggs get so gross. Yeah. Because everything's wet. Yeah. So like a lot of times, if I pick my eggs up every day, I don't have to wash them because they're not dirty. Duck eggs, there's no way it's not getting dirty. Our chickens don't lay at the moment. They've they've got to an age where they're not laying anymore. 
So we've gone. We kind of. How old are your chickens? Uh, I reckon three of them will be probably about three years now. And then the, the other couple would be sort of two years. We kind of extended the. They're not the laying anymore? And, no. No. I find that so they definitely do slow down when it gets you know not it's not as daytime for as long but I find if I buy them really nice feed yeah they will lay more are yours free range or do, are, they, are they in the house they're in like a big cage area. like a big run so yeah. they're in like yeah. natural sunlight and stuff yeah I know, I like yeah. they put themselves to bed and stuff. Like they they work Which their own nice. hours. Like yeah, 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 I do love. I have an automatic chicken door that you know close when it gets uh because we have you know coyotes and raccoon you know the, our fat raccoons here, um and foxes. We've had a big fox problem, but uh. I haven't yeah, seen the fox since I... we lived here. I mean that's we good. Had... I mean yeah, good thing if you have chickens. <laughs> yeah, when when we lived in town, we had uh fox my wife accidentally left the door open one day and it wasn't that the fox got in the chickens got out mm. and then the fox got the chickens and we lost them um, and chickens are like the like everything eats chicken and a lot of prey animals will like like rabbits if something's killing the rest of the rabbits the other rabbits freeze right yeah. and they go hide chickens don't have that freeze instinct and they just keep running so even if the fox just wanted a chicken it can't help itself because all the chickens are yeah. like ah! <laughs> the fox goes on a killing spree i imagine it's like what have i done like but <laughs> but um yeah chickens aren't the i enjoy them but they're not the smartest no. things they're a little dumb yeah because we do free range though my dumb ones don't last very long like i do have some i have one that's like three years old and she's been you know freaking hanging in there because she's she's lasted two foxes hawks but i have four roosters now on accident so they're doing a pretty good job protecting the girls by accident did you say yeah like i bought they're all supposed to be girls but like it's hard Uh, to sex chickens you know and i have brahmas the big big old chickens with like the fuzzy feet so these roosters are huge they even have like man like chicken noises <laughs> like super deep never so i've been like attacked by a few roosters so i'm like very i yeah. give them a wide berth you know i'm very respectful yeah. of their space and these chickens haven't came at me at all the roosters haven't came at me at all but they always are like in between me and the girls which i respect you know but i'm like mm. don't freaking do it man like <laughs> don't you end up in the pot <laughs> i blinded a, i've blinded one rooster yeah yeah came after me and i have like a so he would only come after me if my back was turned yeah his name was chip he protected the girls really well and he never had like attacked me but he would try so i knew if i turned around i would hear like doo, 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 doo. if i turned around and looked at him he would like stop like i was gonna do this time he had like an extra extra courage and he kept coming after me and i had ever tan stick that had been in water because it was outside. So she's yeah. like a piece of big piece of wood. 
and I swung at him. And if I hit his body, he would still come after me. I had to hit him in the head, but I hit him in the head too hard because the stick was wet. And the poor thing, I like knocked it out and I thought I killed it. And I was like, dang it. I didn't want to kill the dude. I just didn't want him to attack me. So I'm like somberly collecting eggs. You know, I'm like, oh, Brewster's dead. And I come out and he's up. And I was like, oh, I just knocked him out. And like when I was around him, he would stand up and then I would go away and he would like get, he would like crouch down and like he was like all wobbly. And, uh, but I hit him so hard, I blinded one of his eyes. Ultimately, a fox got him a few months later. Um, but he was, he was an all right rooster. These ones are a lot better. They're not even trying to attack me, which it's hard being on a farm. All these things trying to get at you. Life's trying to get you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, we've we've been talking <laughs> for like what an hour. Um, oh yeah, that flies by. Yeah, okay. and we haven't even like covered half what we probably could have done. I've still got like <laughs> a long list of questions. We didn't touch on reenactment and Vikings and. <laughs> you can be talking um, about food. I can. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. Actually, no. There was one other. Um, because it's probably slightly controversial, but we were talking about your cows. Yeah. And I think some people probably wonder how you can, because you can see on social media, like I said, like the images, you love your cows, right? Yeah, I do. So I then do some people might wonder how you're still able to slaughter them. I had the same thing with my ducks. I was posting videos online and people are like, you'll never be able to go through with it. Like, well, I have to, like that's life. Right. And and I think that two two thoughts on that. One, yeah. I think that just as humans, we we personify, we put our human into other animals that don't that just aren't capable of feeling the things we feel. Like I think dogs have a lot of learned behavior from humans, but it's not like in their nature, right? So my cows are very in their nature. They're not yeah. like I don't go out there and cuddle like you know my milk cow I'm very I, you know I can scratch her and get all but like they're still feral cows they live outside they're cows and so I think a lot of people will put how we would feel into the cow yeah. and a cow is not capable it doesn't have a consciousness you know it has no real sense of self to like like it has no sin or virtue a cow right so yeah. it is hard to I take peace in the fact that these emotions I'm feeling about butchering this cow are not the thing the cow is feeling. And I know this to be a fact because when I shot our first bull, I went out and shot him while everyone was eating hay. I walked up to him. And so the cows ran away initially because it's loud. I have a gun, but they came back and they were like, what's going on? And they're like trying to play with the cow. The bull I just shot. They're like, what, what are you doing? And like, like just very yeah. curious. Like they had no sense of like what I actually did. I do take peace in that, that like, I know for a fact, they're not like, like I was worried they were going to be scared of me or like yeah. mourn the, cause he was the sire of our farm. Right. He was like top of the pecking order. I was like, they're not going to mourn him. Like him and one of our cows here that was like, they they were their each other's first loves. And I was putting way too much human into these cows. Right. <laughs> yeah. Also, Part of the kindness I offer these cows is to be sad when I slaughter them. Yeah. 
Like, I'm not like, oh, screw it. Like, this is food. Like, I am sad for them. And I'm sad that, you know, that that they have to die. But I'm also thankful. Like, I don't, you know how, like, when people will bring, like, oh, we're all guilty of it. You'll buy something. You'll, like, a piece of meat. You'll stick it in the fridge. And you'll be like, oh, crap. I forgot. Kid just fell. Um, yeah. if you're like, oh crap, I forgot this was in here and it goes bad and you got to chuck it out. Like, I don't do that with my, I'm yeah. like, yeah. I write their names on the packages. So I know the full weight of what I'm eating. And we like, wow. we have a, like I, we shoot the cow, like we pray over it. Like I'm, I am, I raise my own meat for the same reasons why people are vegan or vegetarian like i saw a problem with how it was done yeah so instead of no meat i said better meat and i do it myself i you know i choose to take on the full weight of my meal yeah yeah people if people had more of an opportunity to do that i think it would do people a lot of good you know the opportunity just isn't there but i try when i butcher to be mm. like did, who wants to be a part of this like it's it's a life-changing experience to yeah slaughter and butcher an animal and then you know it very very humbling and emotional and and like when you're hunting that adrenaline's there right i'm like is it gonna happen am i gonna be good enough is the deer gonna be stupid because i have to do everything right and the deer has to do everything wrong for this kill to happen right yeah the cow i know it's gonna die so there's no adrenaline there's just it's sad and somber and but like once I get in there and I see how beautiful the meat is and I see how beautiful the fat is and I see you can tell in the meat how well the animal was raised you can 100 yeah, sure. yeah. and like it it becomes you become happy you're like this true animal truly lived a fantastic life like I can see it and, th- and another reason why we butcher here is I don't want their last day to be their worst day. I don't want to send them to a- off to a butcher shop that they've never been to before. And they're seeing every every cow is scared because they're not yeah. scared because they're going to die. They're scared because they're in a weird, dark place with a bunch of other scared animals. So I that's a kindness I offer, too. I'm not going to just ship them off. And, you know, so. Yeah. It's um. It's a heavy weight to carry, but a necessary one. Yeah, I people people are weird, strange when it comes to to meat because I think a lot of people do struggle with where it comes from, and actually when they start to think about it, people almost want to disassociate from it and they don't want to be a part of that process. Like when I do my um, deer butchery, the amount of places that will say no, you can't do that here because people will be offended. But why it's a deer it's already gutted when i do it so it's only essentially you're like, you're, you're like, you're like i'm not dragging it in here and yeah we're not, it alive. yeah we're not gonna <laughs> slit a goat's throat and butcher it there you know what i mean it's yeah, like, yeah it's really bizarre but the amount of times it's been rejected we live in a small farm in town and there's a food festival and the lady who organizes it was really keen for me to do a display and then the committee were like no we can't do that because they might be vegans and they might protest. I mean, it's, it's, it is a place of privilege to be so disassociated from that, that it makes you angry, you know? Mm. Cause like in no other time in human history, really. And in most of the country, like, like, 
you know, me and me and Ray are Catholic. Like we fast for meat on Fridays. And historically, the only time people abstained from meat was in a period of fasting as yeah. a like penance, as something that like was, you know, not good for you. You know, like you're doing this as a sacrifice or in solidarity or whatever. So it is a because we have so much empty food where we can afford to not really eat the super nutritious stuff, which is yeah. meat, like especially whole animal, like nose to tail. Like there's nothing. I eat vegetables for taste only. There's nothing I'm eating for vegetables for any nutrients that I'm not getting in a more bioavailable way through an animal. So it's um, like a lot of places in the world can't buy vitamins to supplement their diets well, from what they're not getting from animal foods, you know? So yeah. it, um, that's why I like, like I have a couple of vegan friends and I'm like, do you want to come and see that? Like, this isn't the thing that it's been painted to be like, please let me show you the care that goes into this, the mm. sadness that goes into this, the love, the pride of like what I've, cause I, our first cow we raised for like three years, our first bull. So I was just, this whole three years, I'm just hoping it turns out the way I, I want it to. Yeah. And that's a lot we, of investment. Yes. And so we finally, when we, when we slaughtered him, we had some guys help us with the butchering process that, have, yeah. you know, that's, they have a company that goes places and butchers and they could not praise enough how well they're like, I can't believe this animal is only grass fed. Like, this is insane. Like, look at mm. this fat, like, look at the marbling, like, look at the, like the color of the meat was like a dark red, like just so nutrient dense. And I was just like, uh, a, like, you're so much more thankful, you know, for yeah. that meat because I had so much invested into it. And I know that it's going to be the absolute best thing I can feed my family. A lot of peace in that. Yeah. You're making me hungry now though. I know I'm hungry too. I'm like, I'm I got, ah, like, oh, <laughs> I got beef tongue and oxtail for dinner. Yeah. 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 I got to get the tongue in the oven though. It's going to take a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. Nice slow cook. <sighs> I'd be, yeah, I got to be careful. I have like stuffy nose issues if I cook meat too long. So I got to make sure it's like fresh and not cooked too long, but uh, some, some hopefully the three or four hours would be. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. I mean, people that listen to this will already know. I've said it before, but I find eating tongues weird. Like, I, I could do it. Um, but, yeah. And there's, like, well, a it's, psychological it's, thing. It's one of those cuts that, like, you know, are, like, a lot of the awful cuts. You know, like, kidneys and liver and heart. And, you know, it's just something that we are told is just scraps when it's yeah in fact like the most nutrient dense part of the animal you could possibly eat you know like who told us that this is not what we should be eating it seems weird that someone would say that if they want us to be our most healthy and awesome selves but and i didn't grow up eating liver it took me a while to find a recipe that now i cook like a lebanese style liver and onions so yeah. it has like a lot of like cumin and you know it's a very like middle eastern dish um and it's finally got to what, because, you know, liver has that like very metallic, like umami flavor that yeah. is off-putting to a lot of people. So I find like the cumin and the like more like Middle Eastern spices are pair really well. Like if I have to cook like an off cut, 
I'm looking for like Middle Eastern recipes because they yeah. still eat all the animal, can't afford not to. And while a lot of people like like li- like eating liver, like my dad used to eat liver in the Marines because it was like a cheap food to feed. Yeah. Which is insane because the animal only has one liver. You think it'd be and the nutrient it should be the other way it, around yeah the scarcity of it yeah and like the fact that yeah. like it's you know pennies on the pound is is crazy i mean good for us because like we don't buy liver it's super cheap but it's it's not a like poverty food you know it's yeah it's a very very like you know in ancient tribes like the person who killed the animal would get the heart and the liver because it was like the prized thing of the you know but kind of yeah. that that's Chicken my main curry goal is good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah 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 and you gotta think like curry. how many chickens does it take to make a chicken liver curry like chickens have these little livers you know yeah chicks, 50 chickens to make yeah. that one liver <laughs> and that's what like when people get mad about like the way we farm too i'm like one cow died for me to eat for six months like if you look at a pizza like how many dead animals are on that pizza you know between the pepperoni and the sausage and you know it's like how many yeah like it's more moral like just one cow die. like we eat about three cows a year because we're very we eat about 1600 pounds of meat a year but yeah like i'm you know we're not having to butcher and i know that like the same sun that I feel is the sun that's on my cows. And like the energy of that food is the same energy I have in, with, in me. And that's going to nourish me on an even deeper level. So there's lots of, lots of reasons we're crazy farmer Viking people that raise their own food. <laughs> yeah. So should we move on to the questions that I ask everybody? Because yes, I don't want to keep you for too long. I know you said you've got to go for a walk today. Yes. Um, before it gets dark. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to talk to Ray. I don't know if we'll get time or not, but we can always do it at the weekend if that's easier for you guys. Yeah, if you guys want uh, like it, like I feel, Ray talks even more than I do, so you guys might need a, <laughs> a lot more time. To... <laughs> I'll get him to talk more about the reenactment, I think, because we didn't really go into that with you. So that's his bread and butter too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've spoke to him online about it a few times, so I know he likes to passionate about, about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. The questions that I ask everybody, if you had an unlimited budget, what would be your dream project? Unlimited budget um, to have a intentional living community where I move all my closest friends and family into a big plot of land. Everyone kind of has their own house. So we, you know, can live communally where everyone is raising their own thing. Like someone's doing vegetables, vegetables, someone's doing dairy, someone's doing beef, someone's doing pork and and to where the load can kind of shared and to truly nourish everyone in the best way possible, both tribunally, like with, you know, having a community and through the food that we're raising at the farm and yeah. I think it'll get everyone like a great sense of purpose and a great sense of nourishment. And uh, especially like mothers, like having our kids all together. And I would build an intentional farming community with people that I chose to live there. That would be my my goal. 
you'll be the queen and rule over. <laughs> I would I would be the beef queen. I would supply beef too. I'm like, please grow vegetables. I don't want to grow them. I like eating them, but I don't want to grow them. I like grow vegetables. When it's, I have the time. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a I I would for sure want to grow some carrot. I love carrots. Carrots are great. Just the time, yeah, the time issue is yeah. just worth that. All right. So the next question is: Do you think you could survive on a Viking Age diet? Yeah, I do already. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you asked everyone. Yes, yeah. I would love to. It'd be a little more bread than I'm used to, but um, but yeah, I, I would, I would, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, is there any food you'd miss? I love apples, but I could have them. You know. Yeah. If if like I grew them but you know I, I I don't know I guess apples wouldn't have really grown I would I love more like crab apples so they'd be like the small and like really sour yeah yeah so I guess apples would be the main thing I'd miss yeah I, I like maple syrup in my or coffee I'd miss coffee maple that's syrup the one coffee yeah I could do like maybe I could find like a bark or something that could do some kind of <laughs> tasting <laughs> grow some we mushrooms make, that taste like coffee we make acorn coffee or or dandelion coffee dandelion coffee is a, dandelion's all right yeah 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 hi bud say hi hello hi 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 he's gonna hug me <laughs> <laughs> oh whoa 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 <laughs> he, he might be pooping on me that's why it's crashing. <laughs> it's all right. That's a first for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Someone shitting on your show. Yeah. Uh, so that, that leads into the next question, I guess. What's the weirdest thing in your kitchen? In my kitchen? Yeah. I have a tongue in the sink right now. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty weird. <laughs> um, to some people. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, yeah, I have a lot of... Uh, a lot of organ meats just in my freezer all the time. I try to like do one a week, you know, cause you know, we're trying to space it out, but yeah. Yeah. Like I've, you know, put eyeballs in soups and, you know, eating tongue and liver and doing kidney soup, you know, just a bunch of yeah little goodies. I don't know if I could it's do It's hard to get the eyes out of something without like popping it. It's hard gross yeah. <laughs> yeah you can have that <laughs> but out of there uh no i'm good <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a lot of collagen if you like put it in soup like a broth yeah. or something there's a bunch of your eyes are mostly collagen so help thicken up the you're like yeah that's fine for you yeah. you know yeah, that, that what girls say right now like i love that for you just just for you <laughs> yeah so um what's the worst food or drink you've ever had um, I don't like, oh, I had octopus in Japan while I was moving. Don't enjoy any like squid or octopus yeah. eating things. Um, yeah, I don't like, don't like that. It would have to be like deep fried or something for me to even tolerate it. So at that point, it's not even what it's supposed to be. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah don't like fried. yeah because i've like we had me and ray both had like raw horse in japan and that was delicious but the you know i'm not from like a seafood varying place like i'm landlocked so like it uh it yeah. There's a lot of like seafood stuff that I I would find probably disgusting. <laughs> I like like right. mussels and stuff. I hate oysters though. Don't like oysters. I think I'd take oysters over mussels. I think I'm not a fan of either mussels. really. Uh, Even though there's like dirt inside of them, I'll eat the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the consistency of oysters. They're like it's like I mean snot. Just don't enjoy yeah. it. And they're like where he's like put some horseradish on it. I'm like. Yeah. These don't taste like anything. They taste like boogers that you're putting horseradish on. They're like, salty. You might as well just eat them. They're just like, I guess they are salty. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. They're, they're better salty. cooked. You can like put them on the barbecue in the shell. And then... I would try that. I would try it. It's cooked. all right. Yeah. yeah. They're better that way. Yeah. 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 I, I um, mess up some sushi, but not any squid sushis. <laughs> So what's the most memorable meal you've ever had? After we butchered Wally, um, we took some of his heart right away before freezing it and ate some. Yeah. And uh and then one time, every time we eat we butcher deer, we take the heart inside and eat it. And I found some chicken of the woods mushrooms as we were coming back. So I got foraged some mushrooms and we took the deer heart and I just like pan fried it in butter. And and uh, we get to use like the butter we made, so it was like a t like any nice. like total homegrown meals are like my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Really so that's nice. butter from your own cows, was that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cow's name is Butter, and she gives us about. <laughs> she's dried out right now because the weather's rough, and I don't want her to get too skinny. But um, yeah. she gives us about two gallons of milk a day, and I go out there and hand milk her and bring the. We we drink a lot of the milk, but if I can get a hold of some cream, I will make butter out of it. Yeah. All right. So the last question is: When you die, your family are preparing your grave goods. What food and drink do you get to take to feast in Valhalla? Uh, I would like in there a pan fried ribeye and butter, like stainless steel butter ribeye. Um, I would like some mushrooms, like sautéed in wine, in there. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. I love mushrooms and steak. Steak and mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really that's drink good. alcohol. Maybe some salt water. I drink a lot of water with salt in it. <laughs> Maybe some of that too. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone doing that. You put salt. Well, in it's water. a way to add like electrolytes into your water. Okay. You know, it's not the H2O that hydrates you. It's the minerals inside the water. So you put a little, like in here right now, that's why it's yeah. all creamy. Put a little salt in the water. It uh, hyd actually hydrates you and not just strips your body of minerals. But I can go on, but yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. Drink salt water. <laughs> well, if you ever want to come on again and we'll talk more food, then you're always welcome. I feel like we have to. This went by way too fast and we're over by a half hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously when you guys next head over this way, we'll have to try and meet up and do something. Yes, and I, you would cook for me. I would be forever grateful. Yeah. I would love I've used a lot of your recipes to cook and just at, especially for our like Viking reenactment stuff. Like I've made your barley stews, I've made your oat cakes, I've 
I made a bunch of stuff and uh, I That's need to get awesome. your Hobbit book. Yeah. I don't think I own it unless Ray bought it for me and I forgot, but I don't <laughs> think I own your Hobbit book. I just have uh, your two eat like a Viking books. Oh, I do have it. Me. Eat like a halfling. Yeah, I do have it. You do. Ray have said it. We I have was going to say fair enough. <laughs> I was going to say, otherwise, <laughs> send me your address and I'll send you a copy. <laughs> no, we're going to buy it. Uh... We want to support you. And we will do that. But yeah, I know Ray's keen to get up to see more Forge and stuff as well at some point. So yeah, if you're ever over. Do you want to plug social media? Anything like that? <laughs> I mean, I don't ever post on it. really, but um, I am Valhalla WWE on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but I... I do life pretty hard and don't post very often, but I do sometimes. You want to have the occasional uh, post. I did have a YouTube channel called Roseburg TV. Again, don't post on that, but we have a lot of cool like videos for past stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, just I guess just pray for me. Those <laughs> things people could do for me. Uh, awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you. Really I had a great appreciate time. it. Yeah, it's been fun. And, All right, uh, we're going yeah. on our walk. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for watching, right. and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, remember to like and subscribe and give the show a rating. You can also help keep the show going by becoming a Patreon, where you'll get early access to all episodes. Or check out my range of merch on my store. Links are in the episode description. Thanks for listening.